Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Sometimes those prayers just seem to go unanswered. And I use the word seem or seemingly for a reason. And that reason is, is that God is always answering our prayers. In one of three ways, God will always answer our prayer. It's either going to be a yes or a no or a wait. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. Do your prayers seem to go nowhere and remain unanswered? Today, Pastor J.D. will walk through some of the ways to change your perspective and attitude on prayer by looking at Paul's encouragement to believers about prayer. Devote yourself to prayer and be alert, diligent, and thankful. Don't ever give up. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Colossians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Let's get into the Word. Colossians chapter 4. We'll begin in verse 2. Go to verse 4. The Apostle Paul is writing, and he says, verse 2, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And... Pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray, verse 4, that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. I want to talk with you today about an often asked question as it relates to prayer, and specifically why it is that sometimes it seems that our prayers bounce off the ceiling and go unanswered. As I sought the Lord concerning today's text, He impressed upon my heart to approach this matter from and in this way, because Paul not only talks about prayer, but he asks for prayer. And it's not for what you and I might think, or even ourselves, what we would ask for. And as I spent some time just really pondering the text, the Lord really ministered to me that woven into the fabric of these verses that we have before us is really the answer to why it is that sometimes those prayers just seem to go unanswered. And I use the word seem or seemingly for a reason. And that reason is, is that God is always answering our prayers. In one of three ways, God will always answer our prayer. It's either going to be a yes 
or a no, or a wait. I love the yes. I love it when God says yes. Don't you? I hate it when God says no. So do you. (laughs) But the one that I struggle with the most is when God says wait. And sometimes I err in my own prayer life by interpreting God's delays as God's denials. Meaning that sometimes when I pray and devote myself to prayer, as Paul says, and it seems that for some reason God has deemed it appropriate to not answer that prayer in the way that I want Him to, at the time that I want Him to, and so I get discouraged, and then I have to ask myself why. And so what I'm hoping to do today is to answer that why question of why is it that sometimes our prayers are hindered, or seemingly go unanswered. The first one is found in the first part of verse 2, and it's that we're not persistent, neither are we consistent. When Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer, what he's saying is, continue earnestly in prayer. I think many times we give up too quick. We start praying, we keep praying, and then nothing happens, so we stop praying. And what Paul is saying is, don't stop. Keep praying. Yeah, but it seems like when I keep praying, nothing happens. Or worse yet, when I pray, it gets worse. You know, we've talked a lot about the parable that Jesus taught. We affectionately refer to it as the parable of the persistent widow. And we're told right out of the chute that the point of the parable, the lesson of the parable was to teach us to always pray and never give up. And it's a really interesting parable because you have in this parable this unjust judge who is withholding justice that is due this widow who is crying out for justice and she will not stop asking. She keeps asking, she keeps pleading, she keeps begging, she keeps praying and nothing happens. But she never gives up. And then finally, the unjust judge says, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> There's, i got to get this woman off my back. I mean, she's calling me and texting me at like three o'clock in the morning, and she won't stop. The only way I can get her to stop 
is if I give her the justice that is due her. So he does. Now never think for a second that God is like that unjust judge who reluctantly says to you and I when we pray in that way and never give up, okay already, here, just get out of my face. No. The point of the parable is this. If an unjust judge will give justice due this widow, how much more your just judge, the judge of the universe. What's the prerequisite? The prerequisite is never, ever, 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 ever give up. Did I say ever? (laughs) Here's the second one. It's in the second part of verse 2, and it's that we're not watchful or thankful. Now stay with me on this, because I know this might be a little bit difficult to understand in the sense that this can actually be a reason for hindered prayer. What Paul is saying here is that our praying is to be with vigilance, diligence, and an attitude of gratitude. Vigilant, in the sense of being watchful or alert. I think of Jesus there in the garden. He asks Peter, James, and John to stay awake and, and, and watch and pray with me, for me. <laughs> He's about to go to the cross. That's the vigilance, diligence, in the sense of being hardworking, and make no mistake about it, prayer is hard work. Dare I say that not only is prayer hard work, prayer is heart work too. I would suggest that when we're both vigilant and diligent, we'll also have an attitude of gratitude. When we pray, we pray with thanksgiving. You know what's striking to me? In Luke's gospel, the 17th chapter, we have this fascinating account of ten lepers that the account is detailed, that they're begging Jesus for a healing. They're praying to Him, begging Him, heal us. And Jesus has mercy on them, and He heals all ten of them. But do you know how many of them came back to thank Jesus for healing them? One. What's striking to me, and this is why I mention it, is that Jesus took notice of it. So much so that God deemed it necessary by the Holy Spirit to have it included 
in the pages of Scripture, this taking notice on the part of the Savior of one out of the ten, and he wasn't even a Jew, he was a Samaritan. That was unthinkable. Only one out of the ten came back and said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To me, it speaks to the paramount importance of praying with thanksgiving. You know, sometimes our prayers can be like a list of demands. We only go to God and pray when we need something. You know, in our study through the Psalms, there were several Psalms that had within them no petition. They were Psalms of pure praise, asking for nothing, but thanking God for everything. Interesting, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses six through eight, actually the cure for worry, You want to worry about nothing? You want to know how? Pray about everything and thank Him for anything you can think of. If you pray about everything and thank Him for anything, you'll worry about no thing. What are you saying? Thanksgiving and prayer, is that important? Oh, you better believe it is. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Paul writing by the Spirit says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Thank God for anything and everything you can think of. Thank you God for a parking spot at Costco Evile, the busiest Costco in the nation, probably the world. You want to know why? We're to be joyful, always pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. He says why. You ready for this? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for your life? Right here. First right here. Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It's God's will that you be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances. Yeah, but certainly God doesn't expect me to thank Him for that. You can fill in the blank. I'll fill in my own blanks. I won't unload my problems and my circumstances on you. But yeah, that's what He's saying. How is that possible? And why is that so important? Oh, because of what it does for us, to us, in us. When you start thanking God for even the little things that we take for granted. I was thinking about this on the way here today, and just thanking God for this beautiful church building. 
I hope that we never lose that gratitude and take for granted what God has done for us as a church body. It's a miracle in every sense of the word. That's not hyperbole. I thank God for everything I can think of because it changes me from the inside out and it also changes my perspective on my situation. When I start thanking God in all circumstances, it gives me a much needed perspective, especially when adversity strikes. Here's the third one, and it's a biggie. I want to spend a little bit of time on it. It's in verses 3 and 4. And it's that we may pray the right way, but for the wrong thing. This is really interesting because Paul, as he writes this, sits in a dungeon of a prison. He's incarcerated. And never imagine the prison of Paul's day like the prisons of our day. They were nothing like that. You were basically sent there and left there to die, which is why you would have to, as family, as friends, bring just basic provisions to that person that was imprisoned. Now, I have to be very open with you and honest with you and say to you that if I'm in prison and I'm asking you to pray for me, you know what I'm going to ask you to pray for me for? That I get out. Paul doesn't ask for that. I mean, if I, Paul, and don't look at me all spiritual, because you would be asking for the same thing. Pray for me, I'm, I'm imprisoned unjustly. I am here unjustly. And by the way, I can't do anything from behind bars. Oh yes, you can. Here's what I'm thinking. Paul knew something that every single one of us need to know when it comes to prayer. Sometimes we pray wrong. We pray wrong. It's, it's kind of like this. I, you'll forgive the, the dramatization of this and the silliness with which I illustrate this, but I, I think of in my own prayer life when I pray and I, and I ask God, oh God, and I'm, you know, please do this. And it's almost like I can imagine God and the angels given charge concerning me when they hear me pray for that, go, Mm-mm. you don't want that? Stop asking for that. Don't pray for that. Sometimes we pray too low. And so now, the prayer and the prayer both need to be changed. Let me say that again. If the prayer's wrong, we need to change the prayer. 
It's not that God can't answer it, it's that God won't answer it, and God won't answer it because He knows the end from the beginning. One of the greatest encouragements to me in my prayer life is knowing this one truth, that God will always answer my prayers the exact same way I would answer my own prayers if I knew what He knew. The problem is, I don't know what God knows. Shocking. God is all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. And He knows that what I'm asking for would not be good in the end. I don't know that. That's why I keep asking for it. Paul does not ask to be released from prison. How is that even possible? I believe it's because Paul knew that God was opening more doors for him behind bars at this time in his ministry, right where he was. And, (laughs) you know, maybe you're here today and there's this situation in your life and you're like, man, I could just do so much more if I wasn't stuck in this place. Don't you realize, don't you get it? God has you in that place for a reason, for a season. And here you're praying, God, get me out of here, get me out of this job, get me out of this place, get me out of this situation. The prayer's wrong. It's as one quipped, when the prayer's wrong, God says no. When I'm wrong, God says grow. When the timing is wrong, God says slow. But when the timing is right, I'm right, and the request is right, God says go. There's a couple more things here that I want to point out that are not so easily seen at first read. And the first one is, notice, Paul asks for prayer. I know that sounds like a firm grasp of the obvious, but this is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. I mean, come on, right? Paul, I'm asking Paul to pray for me. Paul's asking me to pray for him. Thanks for joining Pastor J.D. today on In Spirit and Truth. We know that this time in our nation is uncertain, but one thing remains steadfast. God is in control. We encourage you to spend time during this season in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of God. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Chapel Kaneohe is holding services online only. We would still love to worship with you virtually, so please join Pastor JD at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well to be notified when each week's service is made available. 
Pastor J.D. will continue to share his Mideast prophecy updates as well. In these, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them with prophecies found in the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these on YouTube or on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying for you about? If so, send an email to us at office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. That's office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Would you do the same for us, please? Keep Pastor J.D. and our church staff in your prayers, asking the Lord to guide us as we navigate this new and unexpected time in history. And of course, please keep our nation and our leaders in your prayers too, as well as all those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth.